ever gone back to old movies that you revered, were classics, childhood favorites, and wondered, oh, I don't know if I can still do this. Can you do this anymore? Well, so did we, so you don't have to anymore. This is You Can't Do That Anymore, part of the Hollywood Already Did It podcast family, where we look back at old movies and posit whether or not we could still do it. For today's audience, if it would be received well, if Anastasia can keep making goofy faces and try to distract us the entire time, and much more. As always, I am your host, Blake Schultz, and with me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. Anastasia Washington. Hello. I miss I missed you. I missed you. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> and joining us today is John Barr, a writer, comedian, and general online entertainer. Please do not call him a content creator. It will send him into a bloodthirsty rage that will not end unless you perform a Hayden prayer over a slaughtered goat and get at least a thousand views on TikTok. Go follow John on TikTok. John, Hello, and I've you? missed you. <laughs> yeah, I've missed you too. <laughs> Thank you so much for, for delivering the script that I sent you and stressing the importance of Hayden's prayer. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I really like to introduce our guests as if I'm pitching an A24 movie. So I think it worked out for everybody. Yes. And it gave me time to remember that this is also a visual podcast. So I had to start doing like a, ah, hello. Yes. Uh, we well, should probably... John, I am so honored to have a content creator here with no. us. Hoax <laughs> 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 smash. I did love, I saw that and I was like, I also hate when we say that. Let's go make some content. <laughs> oh, it's still, don't you love creating content for viewers? Isn't it so fun? <laughs> I, I love to create content about things <laughs> for places and platforms. Gotta work yes. that algorithm. Who knows how work it works. It. You know, Except do a little algorithm foreplay. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what we love the algorithm and we love the way that it tells us the content to make on each individual platform. I've been dead for 13 years. My body is a puppet. <laughs> Welcome to Hollywood, kid. We're all ghouls. <laughs> We're all long dead ghouls in a haunted house of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Exactly what it is. Wondering and re-wondering again if things will work. This time, we're wondering about the 1989 American teen fantasy comedy, Teen Witch, not to be confused with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, other no. teenage movies, other witch-based films. Um, Directed by Dorian Walker and uh, sure. starring Robin Lively, the sister of Blake Lively. Every article about this movie when they no 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 not Blake Lively. <laughs> Robin Lively, like Blake Lively, is Robin Lively's. That's sister. right, because Blake's the younger okay. one. So, yeah, I think so, they're both sisters. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying the emphasis should be on the reverse. <laughs> Well, every article I read is, is has a little parenthesis that's like, now I know what you're thinking. Is Robin Lively Blake <laughs> they, Lively? There are not too it's many not. people <laughs> with that last name Lively. They have to be Blake. A movie that historically bombed being wedged in between Field of Dreams and Pet Cemetery in April of 1989, which I love that those two movies, Field of Dreams and Pet Cemetery in the year 1989 were like, Anything coming out near them will be a disaster. How dare you try to compete with Field of Dreams and Pet Cemetery? Well, Pet Cemetery, I, I mean, that is a classic and oh, gave me a phobia. They're both classics. They're both good <laughs> movies, but like they're not superhero films. So I feel like today you'd be like, why would we be Isn't worried it? about that? Have you, seen, 
have you seen what that little boy can do in Pet Cemetery? I mean, pretty superhero. You know? That could actually also make this a very quick episode. It's like, could we make this today? Is it a superhero movie? No. Okay, well then, never mind. All right. Good day. Well, <laughs> that's how we. That's the TikTok version of our show. Every week, we're just like, could you still make Field of Dreams? Does somebody have a cape on? They don't. It's on no. HBO Max now. Well, if you want to watch TikToks, I got I just a place for. <laughs> Is it TikTok? That's right, John okay, underscore okay. bar. <laughs> oh, oh, it's your TikTok, not the platform itself. Okay, no, fuck no. <laughs> oh, should I should have asked? Can I curse on that? Ooh. I don't care. You but now you cross now. up our uh, our bingo podcast of like, well, did somebody ask if they could curse? That's what <laughs> well, this wasn't on my 2022 bingo card. <laughs> All right, so Teen Witch, uh, John, you brought us this movie. Tell us about the first time you saw it and how you felt about it then. Certainly. Uh, well, I remember the first time I watched it was because I was on something of like a 80s era movie binge. Uh, I particularly was checking out a few that, that I felt like had very strong genre tilts to them because I feel like there was a great era of specifically like supernatural kind of era type of movies, movies that were very much like still kind of like in that coming of age bubble that a lot of 80s movies were obviously with John Hughes kind of being an innovator in that space while still also having a very strong genre tilt to them. I don't know why genre tilt is the phrase I keep repeating, but so be it. Uh, we're just going to roll with it. I also found out that originally Teen Witch was meant to be the girl version of Teen Wolf. That was specifically the way that they marketed it. And they wound up not going with that when the movie was released because of how badly Teen Wolf 2 bombed. This is a fact I just found out about recently from a buddy of mine that this was supposed to be like that exact same sort of movie. And especially having seen that movie and feeling like there's a lot about it that doesn't hold up very well, it made me very curious to think about this movie and how much of it could or could not be made today. Oh, team Great. Too. <laughs> uh, Throw boxing at it. It'll be fine. It's fine. <laughs> Terrence, you were just recently exposed to Teen Witch, correct? This was not a childhood it's favorite not of yours. COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I, I caught I caught the team wigs out there, guys. My uh, friend recently exposed me after going to an influencer party in the hills. <laughs> See the CDC for how long you have to be away from people after they've seen Teen Witch for the first time. The I was exposed time. to Teen Witch and had to spend a full week in bed. Yeah, I couldn't get up. I just didn't have the strength. <laughs> yes, this is my first, first time being exposed. I saw Teen Witch and I was like, okay, will drinking piss help me recover from this? Will the horse tranquilizer help me recover from Teen Witch? I don't know. We're going to have to make you stop listening to Joe Rogan about what huh? you should do after Who's that? Teen no, this is... Don't speak, don't speak that name. Um, yeah, this is my first time seeing it. It uh, it reminded me a lot of... because this. This podcast also got me to see Weird Science for the first time. So it felt oh. like that same vein, which is like, what is And we've happening? apologized, Terrence. We've apologized. Uh, it is weird. It is very weird and all over the place. I couldn't tell if I was watching a musical, a fantasy. I didn't know what was going on. I said, oh, there's a message in here somewhere. Where did Zelda, why is she here? What is going on? Uh, to There are a lot of issues that I have with the movie. Um, 
which we will get into. But overall, I, my, my biggest thing was like, I just don't, I don't know who this was for. And I'm more curious because I know how much Anastasia loves this movie. I have questions. <laughs> yeah, so Anastasia, we also sort of skipped over the like, what is this movie about? If people don't know and they're hitting the podcast play, tell us, tell us a little bit about what this movie is and why you is. love it so much. Well, I, I will I will do a disclaimer that I watched it in the original era that it was, uh, it came out. Uh, so you guys have your jaded uh, adult ways of, of being. Cynicism. Right, you have yes. those lens on. I, on the other hand, went to Fedco and saw this beta, <laughs> beta tape for a dollar and I was like can I <laughs> buy and, <laughs> and my parents were like whatever shuts you up in the store and so I bought it so to me it was just really um it was special because like I don't know I think every little girl who goes through like some kind of like bullying and let's face it I'm a light-skinned biracial girl I went through some bullying but you had it easy is what you're saying I had it so easy you know nobody ever said <laughs> shit to me uh, <laughs> I didn't do I'm not doing a whole one woman show about my trauma tonight <laughs> at all um <laughs> but um I think there was something uh that you connect to as a kid or even a teenager watching this, uh, a teenage girl watching this and going, oh, I could have magical powers. Oh, please let me find a magic stupid necklace that would make <laughs> this go away. Um, and then the fact that there is music and, and it's just crazy. So basically what this is, is a teenage girl that is not popular um, bec becomes, uh, finds out she is a witch. Um, and that on the certain birthday, she's going to get powers and, um, she starts kind of manipulating her high school, uh, experience through, uh, being a teenage witch, like the title teen witch. Um, but interspersed in there is music <laughs> and great songs that will <laughs> live in the infamy. Terrence? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I would say they're interspersed either. There's like three instances where it feels like somebody accidentally hit play on an iPod. <laughs> Listen, it's magic. That's what happens. It's Who's a playing spell. their radio right now? Why are we okay? I guess that's mm, a mm, thing. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. I showed I showed that part to my boyfriend and I was like, do you and your do you and your guy friends? <laughs> do that like do you guys go uh uh and he was like that was no. definitely the moment and i was like oh so we're just going to straight up appropriate uh hip-hop right now do you want to say that's appropriation or do i don't you even want to claim that but <laughs> they're trying to do hip-hop i think you always know a movie is doing it real well when they're like let's try to appropriate a culture and miss so hard that they're not even offended by it <laughs> right <Yeah. laughs> that's, you're doing I, something very different so i fun. don't take any offense <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they don't even know this well enough to be offensive. <laughs> I feel like uh, they would be canceled today, though, because like everyone's trying to cancel everybody and Eminem got canceled. So these guys would definitely be canceled. Yeah, but nobody, you know, everybody comes back so quickly now. The news cycle's so quick. <laughs> it's like your 15 minutes of fame and your five minutes of cancellation, which really just gives you like 10 minutes of like being on Twitter. 
it's you know it's fine i'm leaving twitter for five whole minutes until i've decided i'm not canceled anymore yeah until somebody else has a video come up but all of that to say you're probably right but yes this movie which i recently also saw for the first time and was like wow i've seen so many clips of this in tv stringing it all together does not help uh <laughs> there is no rhyme or reason to things that happen in this film it is and it, it, this is this is not to say that the movie is bad or unwatchable. This is to say that the movie is incredibly perplexing and makes arbitrary sense throughout it. Constantly just- <laughs> Would it be because it's about a teenage girl and that is in South- No, I also don't think Teen Wolf makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I find most of the other 80s coming of age movies for guys to be like, this is not how men are. Oh, no, no I'm just saying, because the complexity and the fact that we as teenage girls don't know what's going <laughs> what on want, either. Yeah, like, it's like going from like a <laughs> like, one. Yeah, maybe it's just I mean, based in the realism of the fact that nobody knows we, what a teenage girl wants. Anastasia, that's very similar through. to the new argument I'm hearing. That's like you know the prequel Star Wars movies are good. Anakin's actually playing a whiny teenager. He's just doing it really well. No, it's like, I won't take that. Doesn't excuse. help. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't that. know. I don't know. It sounds to me like maybe it's on the nose. Uh, so then. I guess we're kind of getting into it. Why do you guys think that this resonated with the small audience that it did reach at the time? Because obviously it was a, a commercial bomb, which is very surprising because the movie only cost like barely $2 million, $2.5 million to make. And it grossed $27,000, which isn't even enough to live in the valley anymore. Uh, so... Why did when it become... was it enough to live in the valley? <laughs> 1942. <laughs> okay. okay. <Fair. laughs> During the gold rush. <laughs> when was the gold rush in 1942? I don't no. know. <laughs> no, it was not in 1942. Something happened well, in 1942, I'm sure of it. Sure. Somebody found some gold. It doesn't matter. No. Uh, <laughs> so... It's not a history podcast. John, I'm going to ask you first. Why do you <laughs> oh. think that we were able to make this a cult classic? How, why did this connect with people? <laughs> sure, fair enough. I mean, uh, sort of like what I was talking about earlier, where the fact that it's very much trying to stick in the, the John Hughes space of it all, it is by and large rather inoffensive, kind of naive and charming in some regards, where it's very much just this... It plays to the very 80s idea of like the very rigid social hierarchies, the fact that there is this young woman who is like feels very trapped in the existence that she's stuck in, and the fact that she finally gets to experience a life outside of that through something extraordinary. It's something that we've seen in a lot of other movies done to varying other degrees of success. But I think the fact that this movie kind of trades in that, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, this movie has like a sweet heart to it if nothing else. And I think, especially with the goofy 80s-isms and, you know, late 80s, early 90s-isms of this movie that makes it such an interesting time capsule as well, partially because it does play into a lot of things that you don't necessarily see a lot of, where a lot of the very specific, like, social hierarchies, uh, the way that it kind of depicts school life with the, the very weird sex ed scene, uh, the way that this movie has to convey magic through its very 
limited special effects where it's mostly just like a lot of like wind or it's just like there's a bunch of wind in one scene where it's just like somebody holding a doll and then a dude going through a whole voodoo doll type scene and to the point where the uh i mean i don't necessarily want to spoil the ending of the movie but the fact that we get to the ending of the movie and there is just straight up no effects left to communicate the ending of the magic that was at play we burned our budget exactly yeah Yeah. where it, it leaves a very interesting ending um and the fact that also so much of this movie is just pure montage it's just very it's very fun to me it's a it's an interesting time capsule of a lot of things and what a lot of movies were trying to do to emulate what was popular at the time it definitely does feel it is very much of that era and while i know the john hughes stuff like pretty and pink are more pop more popular more mainstream and more known i feel like those were some of those were done with a lot more anger i felt more viscerally angry with those films where this one this is at the very heart of this while it is really weird and goofy it is still a sweet film from start to finish like there really isn't anything that's that harmful to it outside of the way that people respond to her but overall there's a heartbeat in this that goes along you're like oh i can see why this is sort of a, a latched on to people because this is a lot more easy to digest than some of those 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 John, those early john hughes films are can get really dicey um can i tell you my embarrassing story about robin lively i insist oh. okay so i'm this is so embarrassing <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> uh, uh, what's about to happen <laughs> so in college they were doing a showing of teen witch at the new art with robin lively there and I was so excited. I forced all my friends and my boyfriend to go watch it. I made them 80s outfits. I made them like Teen Witch inspired outfits. We went to go see the movie and Robin Lively was like, oh my God, your outfits are so cool. And she came up to me and I was like, oh, well I made them. And she was like, oh my God, you're so cute. And so, and she gave me a hug and I cried. That's not embarrassing at all. That's incredibly pure. I love that story. That's right. That's like that's that's an honest and uh, uh, reflection of how that movie made you feel. That's it. That's a good thing. That's yeah, good thing. No, they, I'm that's... telling you, Grease two and Teen Witch. I have the most embarrassing moments of my <laughs> life in them. <laughs> so that's how it affected me. Like I, as a teenage girl, just really like identified with it. But I think that's what I say. I think everybody has some type of film that when they're in that age where they're coming of age and they're kind of realizing who they are as a person, there's a film that they sort of gravitate to. This was sort of that one that was it for Anastasia. And I can see that that this was probably that for a lot of people uh, who didn't know how to speak for themselves or have like a voice. This is kind of like, if I had powers, I would be this, I'd be the popular kid. And then and it was our popular it was like the popular one that was sweet right like and the rest of us that probably like teen witch also liked the craft and when we're watching the craft (laughs) back the hell up right watching teen witch we might be a little bit more approachable you know yeah Yeah, it's it sort of takes that almost revenge fantasy that i feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. horror coming of age movies have like carrie's probably on the most extreme end of the spectrum and then the craft and this Mm -hmm. and you slowly kind of get more and more into that inner theme of like, I just want to be accepted for who I am. I don't want them to like me because of my witch powers, but also I want them to like ha- me because of my witch power. But yeah, <laughs> right. it, it is, you do kind of get into that weird thing of like, 
there's always something in high school that you're like, oh, if only I could have the wind mystically blow and things go my way. <laughs> I will say, honestly, I've never had a moment in high school or in life where I was like, I wish the wind could make this go away. You've never but, had just a hot day and you're like, if there was a cool man, breeze and I could cool down a, a bit. <laughs> you never just stepped out. <laughs> I've never really had that feeling or, uh, or dependency on wind. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you never just stepped outside of your high school and just said, Lord Zeus, hear my prayer. Summon the winds and the lightning to strike down the entire lacrosse team. <laughs> No, I haven't. But you know what? Now I feel like maybe that's an inadequacy in me and I need to look into it. <laughs> Anastasia watched Teen Witch first. I was like, I can curb the revenge. The rest of us were like, what if we got revenge? <laughs> it would be cool if everybody liked us, but wouldn't it be cooler if they all, you know, had vengeance struck in upon them? <laughs> It's very weird. The one thing that like stood out to me the most, like, because like we say this is very sweet, but the teachers in this movie bother the hell out of him, specifically the, the, the male teacher, because him just reading her note in front of everybody, I was like, what is your problem? And then pulling out her, her, uh, her pills and just like, hey, what are these? I was like, you know what? She should make a voodoo doll of you, sir. She should. You've earned this. You are a dick. Yeah. And it's very fast. Oh, go ahead. I was just to say, yeah, because like, and, and when I was preparing for this episode, I was thinking of other movies that kind of traded in maybe similar themes or subject matter that have been made recently, uh, one of which was Freaky, uh, which also features a very terrible male teacher, um, mm -hmm. but was made, I think, maybe two years ago or three, something like that. And in that movie, uh, the young woman who was wronged by that teacher gets possessed by a man and kills that teacher. And so he's dead. And then in this movie... Uh, she punishes him a little bit with the voodoo doll, and at the end of the movie, he still fully has his job, just no fully there at the prom, still with the job. Still fully has his job, even though he completely stripped clothes in front of a class, and the principal came in and was like, what are you doing? And it was perfectly fine to continue on after that. Yeah. But I think that's realistic. I mean, me and Terrence are older, so there we have experienced, you know, how how teachers used to be able to act mm -hmm. right and how how protected they were like i remember one of my uh my swim coach had a complete broke breakdown in the middle and like in the middle of the season and like threw chairs and and broke stuff he was still asked back the next year yeah <laughs> like, i mean i don't know and i'm it young was... enough to remember when the first teacher from my high school got fired <laughs> <laughs> See, like that was different. It's a different time, you know? Yeah. So then, yeah, I guess that does beg the question because now we've, it feels like we're mostly being like, you know, it's kind of a goofy movie, but you could sort of still probably do it. Is there any big problematic swings in the movie? Is there anything that you can't do anymore? Is there anything that you could maybe do, but you'd have to glossy it up a bit? Or is this simply a movie that's like, this is three different genres that are stitched together it probably shouldn't have worked the way it did before. And you just simply, if you pitch this to a studio or like, I want to make a teen witch comedy with songs, they'd be like, get out. <laughs> well, I think they would say get out because that like just doesn't compute in executives' minds nowadays. But I do think there's something problematic about like love potions nowadays. I don't think the audience, the modern audience 
would be able to deal with the fact that somebody was manipulated. That you're not giving choice. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not giving choice and that and that something sexual happens against mm. somebody's it, I mean, I, I we, we know we, we are we all know how <laughs> it was a bad movie anyway, but we all know how some people felt about the, the Wonder Woman uh, 1984 yeah. angle with like them possessing right. a body. Oh yeah. Right. Really give them an option of this. You're using them as a no. sex slave. That's sort of what happens here. And, and what's weird, what yeah. makes it a little even weirder here is that there's an adult who's saying, do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I think it's weird. Cause I think this movie for the time is trying to be like, well, no, no. Cause obviously there's the whole scene of like where she almost goes through with the spell and then doesn't do mm -hmm. it. Uh, but then on the on the flip side of that, where it's like, okay, you can argue that like some element of this is like, no, consent is important. One of the things that really kind of stuck in my craw when watching this, uh, beyond the, the male teacher that we also spoke about, was the uh, character of David, who is the like popular girl's cousin that takes... Uh, Louise oh. to the uh, Harvest Festival dance, which, yeah. uh, you know, we can talk about the, <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> Satanic Panic probably had a little bit of fun with the Harvest Festival dance. <laughs> but that was also a very weird character where it just felt like they really didn't know what to do with that character, but they wanted to make him unlikable. So they're like, we're going to take this objectively hot actor and make him a very big nerd and then also make him somebody with a weed addiction who tries to like force Louise to have sex with him in his car. Grope him and grope, yeah. It, it was weird because when you open the door, I was like, oh, cool, this is the nerdy character. And then it just progressed. It's like, I don't, well, how he looks no longer matches up with what you're giving me as a character. I'm not sure what you want me to get from him because the whole weed thing, I was like, uh, okay. And then it just progressed. But I didn't mind work. that because I feel like we had a, a, a nerdy stereotype, right? Like we have, right? And then he was like, yeah, but I'm also a horn dog. And I also could be like that. I was like, it's, this is liberating for a nerd. No, <laughs> so that, was a, that was a very big thing. I feel like in 80s movies was to start yeah. kind of twisting that like nerd trope and kind of have mm -hmm. it, you know, you had it in Revenge of the Nerds, Bridget, you sort yeah, of have yeah. it in Breakfast Club, you have it in a lot of John Hughes movies. Mm -hmm. But they um, do yeah. often usually take that and then be like, they're also horn dogs. And guess what else? They're problematic. <laughs> yeah. Also, I like, I think like, uh, the most famous one is Revenge of the Nerds, right? Where it's like, they just, we've just swapped out these people and she thinks it's somebody else. And, but you kind of keep coming back to this idea of like, is it, is it that they feel they're owed? And it's weird because at first you're like, well, that's not how it is. And then I'm like, oh no, this is how all the nerdy incel people are though. They're, They've taken a trope and tried to change it and then made it more accurate. Like it's Yeah. You could there's always that moment where you're like, oh, is this maybe kind of like the first glimpses that we really have into movies tackling the idea of the like sad boy nice guy where you kind of see that idea of like the nerdy character that's like, oh man, like people don't like me just because I'm a nice guy, which is a, a useful thing to deconstruct and be like, hey, this is bullshit. But then, especially in a movie like Revenge of the Nerds, and I would argue a little bit in this movie, it is still something that is by and large played for laughs. Where it's still like, it's so many movies in the 80s, the joke is just like, what if men were too horny? That's and especially, usually, I feel like, with some of the... That's yeah, the, it's, the it's, punchline is that, and that's why it's like, it doesn't work sometimes. Well, that's yeah. really just the punchline of most women's lives. So, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> <laughs> There. There, no. Oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> but 
it is interesting because you do then get it at all these movies and you do sort of get into that like yeah this is sort of the stuff that needs to change because to anastasia's point like that ends ends up kind of being all too real and it is like yeah this is a joke and we're playing it up for laughs but because we're playing it up for laughs there's probably at least five people who are going to be like i'm gonna go be like the teen witch guy and it's gonna be a hoot and it's like no you're just a you're a you're a you're a you're breaking the law now and traumatizing this person i hope nobody looks at 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 anything about that character it's like you know what yes i aspire and, and again, this would not have fixed everything, but I wish they had found an actor to play that character that was just a little less hot. Because That's, I got that that actor was just absolutely attractive. And they and didn't even really off. Yeah. They didn't even try to make him like they could have made him repulsive. They could have found somebody and just been like, Yeah, this guy sucks. But no, they found a gorgeous man. It's like, ugh, it just I'm makes so me like who is the star of Revenge of the Nerds? Who is the star of that movie again? It was like I think like a pretty big actor and he's yeah. a hot guy and it's like oh no but he has a calculator oh what a if what we, a freak if we, put, if we put glasses on him and a pocket protector he is a destructive he's just always, an hideous man no wonder that, so many movies in the 90s kept falling on that trope of like what if we get a really attractive actress but slap some glasses and a messy ponytail on she, him. she's all that like we'll put overalls and glasses on and she is hideous We've been doing that forever. And then we sort of just casting 30-year-olds at high school. And we're like, ah, yes, the man with a thick head of hair and abs. He'll be the nerd. Oh, and I, I hope we talk a little bit more later about some of the full adults that are playing teenagers in this movie. Because I did bring, I know this is an audiovisual podcast. I did bring some visual aids later, which we oh, can do yeah. now or later. Let's do it. Because oh. I think one of the, one of the biggest yeah. things that isn't, you know, it's so easy, I think, for our podcast to be like, well, what's problematic that you couldn't do anymore? I'm like, but you know what? You also just couldn't cast adults as that age group anymore. I I'm, don't think audiences will, I don't think they'll respond to it as well. I'm noticing it says uh, participants cannot share their screen, which is okay. Yeah. It just means that I'm going to sh- send you the three screenshots in your uh, Twitter DMs. I only, can only choose one. All right, let me send them one at a time then. Hold on. Here, so that's, now you should be able to share your screen. Oh, now I can share? Wonderful share screen um show and tell this is great i love it let's see uh share open system preferences i have to allow zoom (laughs) and now we're listening to share and in that case i'm fully gonna just continue to send them to you blake via twitter dms because i think that will honestly be the thing that takes the less amount of time fair enough all you really have to know audio listeners is i'm sending blake pictures of three adult men that are invited to the prom and while and while this is happening i'm just gonna say i want to be the most popular girl and i like boys i like boys oh yeah if we want to talk about what what does this movie teach us about what teenage girls were going through (laughs) what it apparently teaches us uh, is that, is that like we boy? like Why? boy <laughs> we do though pulling on fucking vaudevillian like visual tricks of oh it's three of us stacked on top of each other with a towel <laughs> why are towels being apart what is going Listen, on we're a naked tall girl single <laughs> that's every single gym <laughs> i always laugh at these and like was our white high schools very different than the black high schools because i don't none of this took place 
Listen, no? parents. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but also not that different. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I wanted to be like both yes and no at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yes, this, I different. went to a very white high school and this never What? But it never guess. <laughs> I was hey. right next to Glenbrook North where John Hughes went. And let me tell you, incorrect. Ah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, I, I also went to a very white high school. And if you want later, I can also send you the picture of the rival high school drug bust that happened. Where it's just Ooh. a lot of weed and then a lacrosse stick. That's the entire picture that they, for the actual police report, it was just all of the drugs, it was two paintball guns, and then just a prominently placed lacrosse stick. And that was the bust. Of course there was a paintball. <laughs> Apparently there was, of course there was a paintball gun. Where white people go, paintball will follow. Hey, Why do they I love don't it? have any paintball guns in this apartment. <laughs> but do you have one at home in Chicago? No, I what? don't. You fail as a white man. Go home. <laughs> as a white man. If I'm going to fail at anything, I would like to fail. <laughs> Given the choice. All right, I've got some of these photos. Let me just hit the old button. We're going to share this. You should now, dear listeners, be seeing uh, what appears to be a man. A man with the most the hair nice, you've ever seen. The nice little mullet thing. He's got I mean, is there. he, what's his name from the room? Hama. Hama. Like oh, that. it's pretty close. It looks like somebody took him and the other guy, the two main characters, and just shoved them to, like, press them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He's oh. talking to himself when he's saying hi, Mark. I get exactly. it. Like it. <laughs> he's just looking in a mirror. And yeah, again, with this man, just prominent, like, hand in the pocket where he's, his whole thing is just, like, doing a lot I'm, of this. I'm so cool, yeah. I had to pay attention to a lot of the dance moves of these adult men because they really... <laughs> that did happen at the white high schools. Yep. The bad dancing was there. So that's, that's the father, that's father number one. There are three dads that were at this dance, and this was the first dad. <laughs> Narc that number that one, one? Should, I, should I bring up the next one, John? Uh, it, we can save the other two for later if you'd like. Right. I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure we talked about all three dads that were present at this they dance. They just had no business being there. Listen, exactly. 21 Jump Street, okay? It's 21 Jump Street. Those are the ones. <laughs> there is so the much crime happening in the background of this movie. <clears throat> now, this is really... I really appreciate that all of the photos you screen grab for this looks like you're either tracking a serial killer or stalking. <laughs> I was going to say They're this all just looks like one of those shots focus. on American I feel Crime like Story. A Tinder documentary. This would be the photo of like he has absolutely murdered at least twelve kids. Easily, of that's course. what he's here for. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a forty year old man. Uh, hairline, not quite as bad as mine, but getting there. And this like... man was also just in the background, fully eyes glued to Louise, just kind of going like, yeah, not it, even it, shoulder it, movements, just like a lot of this. Why is he also wearing this outfit to a dance? He's wearing like a Cosby sweater over a turtleneck. Oh, bring turtleneck. Up Cosby that was the style school. in 1989. Yeah. <laughs> Very Joey Buttafuoco going. Everybody's dad was wearing this back in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Everybody's okay. dad that was accused of a crime was wearing. Okay, that everybody's dad looked like a villain from the Karate Kid if it took place in the winter time. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this was also the adult that I took the first photo of because I was like, all right, this is not only is this an adult, but he is too center in frame at this high school dance and he's paying too much attention. He's paying, this, yeah, he's paying way too much attention. Yeah, he's that got was a job to do. <laughs> yeah, he's no, got no, he, a job. He's like, yo, I'm, 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 I'm featured background. I am watching the hell out of. This oh yeah, <laughs> they're gonna have to put me in Teen Witch too. <laughs> I'm definitely getting invited back for the sequel when she's a sophomore instead of a freshman, and I am fifty. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. All right. And this nice. was his dance. Boy, Robin just brought everybody that was on the Karate Kid set because she did Karate Kid 3 that same year. She was like, you guys come over here and this will be fine. This will be fine. No one will notice. She looks out for her people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And this is uh, Joey from Friends' dad. Uh, (laughs) And this man I also had to highlight, not just because he's very obviously an adult man, but also because of the three dancing men, this man's dance was just a lot of this while just circling a woman. This was the one that really threw me for a loop where he is just like, (laughs) All right, and you're still okay. You're still on the inside. I'm just doing very small donuts around this woman who looks appropriate age-wise for this dance, which makes it even worse that I'm here. <laughs> She's not getting out of my eyeline, let me tell you. Hold on, I have to back up further play. from my desk. Oh, yeah. boy, I'm so excited to be here at this dance with this woman who won't <laughs> be going anywhere, let me tell you. No teen <laughs> witch is going to get their hands on my daughter. <laughs> You know, that I'm was... surprised if there was a sequel that it would be like, we got to supervise this dance. We don't want any more of these teen witches getting <laughs> yeah. I want a, a full-on satanic panic sequel. It's purely set at the Harvest Festival dance. The Harvest yes. Festival. Do you think when these studios make these movies that they're just like, what's the most generic Midwest festival name that we could find? Harvest? They all have to have a harvest. What do kids love to do? They love to ride bikes, go to harvest festivals, sneak backstage into concerts and rap in the streets with their boys. randomly, after you get into an accident, break into homes? That's the thing that they do, right? Of course, of course. (laughs) Well, to be fair to her, she did try the one telephone booth. (laughs) The last surviving telephone booth. She did. She did. Oh, so then we do have these three songs that we break out into. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. are these bad songs? Are they good? Are we, what are, how do we all feel about the Teen Witch soundtrack? We got I'm Top just, I'm that. just going to shut up. No, <laughs> you love them. So I want to hear about your point of view is the most important. <laughs> is it? <laughs> you were the target audience for this movie. Yeah. And I was targeted. Parents thought about it. (laughs) I was targeted, and I we had Teen Wolf. Wait, I have I have my Teen Wolf thing going on. (laughs) Fine. Um, I feel like this whole like genre of film, like these like supernatural teen movies, was like built for me. (laughs) So you're great. To be fair, it's got the right kind of twisted in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it literally maybe either defined me as a person or <laughs> or I found them because that's who I am. I don't know. Chicken or the egg. I don't know. Uh, but uh, I will say, yes, I know they're ridiculous. Yes, I you know they're not great, but they are so funny and fun to sing. <laughs> like, that's what I'll say. They're fun. And I, I like to quote them. And if and if I sing them and somebody else knows it, it's like, oh, my heart. 
shirt. <laughs> I do know that. Well, like, everybody the, knows top that. Top, top that, that is, is pretty amazing, and, and, and it's been repeat. Like people have made fun of that enough that that's a popular enough thing. But I know they also tried to make the musical off of this. Like they were like, "Hey, these songs are good enough. Let's make a whole musical from this." I'm like, guys, have you wait. seen a lot of musicals though? <laughs> it's fair. It's fair, Probably. and that's a lot of what they're doing right now. I mean, we've got what Heather's the musical, mm -hmm. Beetlejuice mm -hmm. the music. They're they love their like, '80s movies. I feel like now this yeah. could thrive. I know they tried this in '08, but I feel like now might be the time to kind of get on that. Oh, for sure. That, and that they've train. been going through like all the different decades. They did the '90s and 2000s. We had like Bring It On the musical. Surprisingly, not bad. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like Legally Blonde. We had all these mm -hmm. different. Like they know that they have a audience that's just gonna see it even for the sake of like making fun of themselves as kids right and that's what you you know it's it's like me going to new kids on the block except for not at all right <laughs> and then anastasia you brought up the genre this kind of genre that we're in and john talked about genre blending and bending for a while uh, so despite some of these problems we have, you know, we've got issues of consent, we've got weird adults being weird, we've got manipulation, a lot of things that now people would be like, eh. but did this add anything to like the coming of age genre, the, the, the teen horror comedy, I don't even know what you would call it. Did Kevin Williamson need this to make Scream is my question really. <laughs> yes, like, we yeah, would not this... have, no, <laughs> but, like, but you know, we talk about the craft and we talk about some of these other ones. Do the you think that this, despite these problems was like relevant enough to the industry that like we wouldn't have gotten even to Freaky without it? Well, for sure not to Freaky, because I think Freaky is is exactly a parody of all this kind of genre of movie. And I think experimenting, maybe even like tragically experimenting and like finding out how a monster and a teenager feel the same way is something that grew into horror movies and and crazy parodies and and I think we wouldn't get stuff like that uh, if we hadn't started throwing a whole bunch of things against the wall and people hadn't gone maybe we'll give you a couple million for it yeah. just two million you know? <laughs> just two and you'll never make your money back not ever uh, well, I'm sure I think the Disney Saturday morning Disney reruns made this movie get its money back and it gets that played back it's in yeah because it's in the Halloween block too for 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 one of the networks yeah. sure yeah, I was, again, trying to think about other movies that kind of are similar to this. One that I landed on was a little bit older. I think either, or not older, but older than the other movie I talked about, Freaky, uh, that came out in 2016 or 2017 called Anna and the Apocalypse, which is uh, sort of a coming, uh, not even really a coming-of-age movie, just a movie set in a high school that is also a zombie Christmas musical. Yeah, it's it's nuts. It is absolutely nuts. Uh, a little, little bit more of a musical than this movie is. Mm -hmm. I, I think, arguably, subjectively, I, I found it to be a better movie. But I think it very much trades in the same sort of realm of Teen Witch, where it's like, yeah, we're going to do a lot of weird shit, but this is just all of the stuff that we love. And we want to make a movie I, with all of our favorite things in it. I'm in that I like when genres mix or as as john would say genre tilt i, I love i love <laughs> all of that uh so you get movies like warm bodies or for me like repo the genetic opera is that <sighs> and i love it i was like this this is my weird i whatever's happening here i want it all and i was like but nope i mentioned that to some people outside of my circle and they're like what the hell right <laughs> yeah that's a toughie 
yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think I love when people experiment like this. You know, like I loved like Malignant, which you know, like was crazy and like threw a whole bunch of different genres against the wall, including the Matrix, which had a second <laughs> in there. Um, but you know, we had a lot of these different. Um, uh, like even now, like some of the indie best indie films or even foreign films are kind of taking elements of this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Like Life After Beth, I don't know if anybody saw that with Aubrey Plaza, taking taking the angst of an ending a relationship and putting it into zombie form. Like this is cool. Like this kind of stuff, taking supernatural monsters and all that stuff like that and really putting it into what it feels like to be a, a human and going through something is... Yeah. It totally plays on like what I love to watch. <laughs> and I and I'm I'm sure that there's stuff that this is taking from. We talked about Teen oh, sure. Wolf, but that was more right. of the male one. But I mean, this even gets into like Jennifer's body and other mm-hmm. like horror mm-hmm. comedies. This idea of like puberty and a monster and hiding the monster and wanting acceptance through either who you really are or through this or revenge against bullies or right. problematic men or whatever and even would we even have big mouth if we didn't have teen witch I'm just probably kidding. not <laughs> but it, well you know that's also a good point because we did talk about their weird love potiony stuff and i think one of the very strange points is whenever writers i feel like try to do these kind of things that oftentimes miss they're like, no, but look, I'm really trying to be like, isn't this weird and crazy and you shouldn't relate to this person? And that is sort of the like building blocks that get us to some of those other conversations. And then later we're like, well, we want to deal with this theme, but we're not going to fucking drug anybody anymore. It's not, I think this movie would have a better case if the phrase love slave didn't get <laughs> run around yes. a bunch. A bunch. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. When you think, I mean, when you think about this, she stopped the actual potion that was the love slave. Her popularity potion is what tricked him into it. So that's why it's a little cleaner. But if you're right, you remove the word love slave from this, it doesn't seem as dirty. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a lot less problem because she actively chose not to go that route. She just and I also looked at my notes. So I also just remembered as well after Madam Serena talks about that and, and kind of escorts Louise out, um, she very quickly turns a frog into a man mm-hmm. and from what we are shown in the movie we are led to believe that she has sex with the frog man Ruby and then yes. just turns him back because we don't see him again like no. she got louise goes she back to madame serena's him. house she, we don't see that frog again she said she was lonely she got what she needed and that was it with the frog <laughs> i i gotta know how that frog's feeling i really gotta know used very, very yeah. confused yeah. yeah so then i guess really the question kind of becomes if you are introducing this to a new viewer younger viewers what is the context around it that you give them because clearly it resonated with the uh the disney movie channel the halloween block kids but i feel like if i were to sit somebody younger than me down and be like so she, there's gonna be this frog thing <laughs> <laughs> or do you just go um, in cold and do it after? No, I think my disclaimer would be like, this is the 80s. Okay, I'm torturing you with this movie. It's like when I force my niece uh, and nephew to watch Clash of the Titans, the classic. I, I'm telling you right now, it's it's not what you're used to seeing. Mm-hmm. This is a completely different decade. And just enjoy it. Okay, just... I, 
You know, I, I think especially, yeah, like depending on what age you're showing it to a kid, if it's a kid that doesn't necessarily know much about anything when it comes to the, the world of love, I'd probably just be like, haha, isn't it funny that that man ribbited like a frog? Don't think about the rest of this. Yeah. Just focus on that one. I mean, like what, what, what your brain can comprehend right now, we'll explain that. When you get to the other stuff, we'll we'll get there. Yeah. But guys don't ribbit like frogs. I'm so confused. I mean, I did for a while. <laughs> I, I, I did I for not, a while. I've had to go be... through a whole Rolodex of animal sounds, see which one yeah, sticks. The, uh, so far, zero. But the amount <laughs> okay. of you know vocal therapy John had to do to get that ribbit out. Is... Yeah, it's honestly super fucked up for you to bring that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I definitely, that was the second part of my intro is say Hayden's prayer. Don't bring up John's frog thing. And you know, I wouldn't, no, I would have. I brought it up. I would have brought it up. Yeah, it's me. I would have brought it up. I feel like today, though, this is one of the, because we talk about how these type of movies don't get made anymore. This is definitely one of those ones that it's, it's on a, it's a Disney Plus type of show. Like that's where this yeah, would go. I, I think this is interesting because like there is some stuff that you probably wouldn't do anymore. But I think more than that, if you were to kind of reintroduce it today, you'd either go like full tilt musical. Mm -hmm. You'd probably have a lot more context around like the love potion stuff. You probably wouldn't have these 30 year old men, you know, bopping around. Uh, but yeah, like, why wouldn't you still make a, like, Freaky is probably the most recent example, but like, why wouldn't you make a teen horror comedy coming of age story? They're constantly relatable. We, we brought up like all of the reasons why everybody wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be liked for who they are. And everybody kind of sometimes is like, you know, if I could just get some light revenge, that would be fun. And that is now, you know, to John's point, now when we do it, we just put a slasher in that person and we murder the violent bad teacher. And we still always, horror movies are popular because we like to see some of those because people. It's a catharsis. You want to see them get their come up. But yeah. I also think that it's something, it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of similar to like, you know, superhero movies. Everybody wishes that they could have a power that would get them out of a jam being, yeah <laughs> out of a jam and being awkward and whatever i mean i think that's why every boy in the world loves spider-man right right yeah, yeah. that's every, yeah that's exactly what it is everybody and so every girl wishes that she could find a magic necklace that would make i want to be seen so that i yeah. can be seen. yeah yeah. yeah and we keep you know we keep cranking up that theme in different ways like we brought up carrie and the craft and the faculty and this and where all these are are just like different levels of it. So we do almost have each type of this narrative for different Decades, age groups. Age, yeah. Right. It's yeah. the same way that it's like- and level know, of anger as well. Like, yeah, it's like how badly do you want to hurt? And how much do you as a writer or director want to scare your audience? Like this is, I don't think if somebody was like, let's put on a horror movie, I'd be like, teen witch. <laughs> like, no, has, I don't think so. But no. it, has, it has like- horror elements mm -hmm. like the like a wit all those things you know like it's in that pantheon of play but yeah. somebody totally breaks a leg remember that scene oh, where they, yeah. they totally get their leg broken where yeah. they kind of trip over a ladder and then at the dance are completely walking around pretty cool. well she had put, she put water on her leg she's fine oh that's true <laughs> you know i would totally watch like Terrence said Disney Plus and now part of me is like, why aren't we remaking Teen Witch with a little WandaVision in it where every episode is a different high school class? 
guys, let's go remake Teen Witch. Let's I'm, go make it WandaVision. I think you just really like WandaVision and you're trying to figure <laughs> out a way to every make pitch, it. Every more, pitch I have now is yeah. like, what if it was WandaVision but with this? But with this. <laughs> I did find out as well in doing my research, I forget the name of the actor, but the actor who plays the uh, younger brother in this has gone on to write a horror comedy movie called Final Girls that came out in 2015. Oh, that stars oh, like, I've seen uh, that. That's a really good movie, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Final Girls is great. <laughs> Did not That's know where he's that. been. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, well, my cat just my... decided to. <laughs> well, then I think almost my last question in this for the room, for our panel today, is um what do you guys think like the lesson or moral is and do you think it lands on it like that's i think the biggest question of whether or not you can do these movies because sometimes we're like you know it's problematic and they were trying to say this and they said that and it doesn't work and i feel like here we might go yeah they, they landed what they were trying to do they just kind of stepped in it on the way yeah i mean yeah. like about 800 other movies from this era the moral really is be yourself that's really as much as it boils down to. And, you know, for all the bells and whistles that it has on it, for all the, the goofiness and the top of that ingness of it all, you know, it, it ultimately winds up being about the fact that, like, yeah, she might have used, like, this popularity cell to become popular, but that didn't actually make her happy. And that's why at the end of the movie, she kind of throws the amulet, thereby breaking the spell, and the boy still kisses her in a wonderfully choreographed dance number. Yeah. As all kisses should have. They should. They should. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like this is very much the the the, the trope of the eighties and the nineties, where you kind of just like be yourself. We'll we'll dress it up. We'll make you a wolf, and you come back. You're like, I got my wolf powers. I don't want to be that anymore. I'm a, I'm a real boy. Same Pinocchio. All all this type of stuff sort of just comes into what these films are, and they nail it. I mean, <clears throat> at the very end of the day, they get that part. Now, it, the the road there is a little wonky. Uh, it's good for Anastasia, but I also I am not the audience for this. Listen, a, Terrence, a, you love top that. Don't, don't, don't. You everybody exactly a conversation <laughs> about the quality of top that. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it always is. I just love that she self-censored herself. She's like, I am not saying this f word, not at all. You will not hear me say fuck at all. Like, why are you doing that? Just go. I don't it. really give. A <laughs> <laughs> just the furthest lean back you've ever seen a person do that's oh how God. i'm gonna stop myself from cursing for now on just, just lean back this giant just roll as far. oh yeah i'm gonna have them play that song at my funeral and as soon as she does the lean back pop just drop that casket quick i don't really give up about that rest in peace john you're gonna have a very interesting funeral thank you <laughs> it's gonna be great uh anastasia do you have anything any last thoughts before i wrap us out on your favorite movie of all time <laughs> i didn't say it was my favorite movie of all time but it is top five um and that's pretty you know i guess that is pretty tough that um <laughs> like, what tops that <laughs> um no, I mean, I, I I get it. Like, I think I get, I always got what was problematic about the movie. I think I always got that it was cheesy and silly, but it was cheesy and silly and fun. And I like to escape into it. And I think it, you know, it's one of those stupid movies you put on to make yourself feel good. Yeah. And isn't that the idea? I really yeah. don't like putting movies on that don't feel good. 
I like wow. to see those once in a theater and then debate right, and if they should win Oscars and move on with my life. <laughs> uh, speaking of moving on with your life, move on with yours. We're done with our show but before you do. <laughs> what a way, what a way, what a way, what a way. I love it. Move on. Move on, fellow viewers. But before you do that, you should leave us a review. You must be really good at breaking up with people. I've never (laughs) broken up with somebody, Anastasia. I've only been dumped. Uh Oh, Oh. Oh. hell yeah. Me. You should leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're on Apple Music, Google Play, Amazon Podcast. I don't know what Amazon's is, but I'm sure it's there. And of course, Follow the show at you can't at can't do that anymore pod or Hollywood ADI on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at as always Blake. Terrence is at Terrence Tatum. Aaron's Anastasia is at Anastasia W. And we have our other shows. Hollywood already did it about reboots, remakes, sequels, and why we keep doing those stories. And we also have our Marvel pair up show that's coming back from Moon Knight, where we pair up every Disney Plus Marvel show with a movie in its genre. So Marvel, you know, Moon Knight will be with weird, heady identity crisis movies. <laughs> It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a good time. Uh, Terrence has everything else on our YouTube channel for Hollywood Already Did It. Your trailer reactions, your show reviews. Right now, he's doing Top Penny, Pam and, and Tom. Tommy. And Bel Air. And Bel Air. Thank you. Oh, sure. Uh, Anastasia, of course, has her one-woman show, which has tickets available somewhere. Yes, but it's tonight, so you can't go then. Mother. <laughs> and John, where can I? But I will be in New Orleans in March for the Lissestrata uh, Comedy Festival. So check that out. There we go. Great. John, where can everybody find your, not content, but works that you have produced that involve comedy writing because you're not creating content? <laughs> where can everybody <laughs> find your social stuff? Goodness gracious me. You can find me at John Bark Tweets on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, TikTok at John underscore bar, twitch.tv slash John Bar. Look up John Bar on YouTube. I'm the one that's not a travel vlogger. I, I did a couple videos. Uh, I make fun of things sometimes, and you can watch it there. Love it. Awesome. Great. Well, we will see y'all next time. Okay, bye.